This episode of News Dump is brought to you by Fields. So yeah, it turns out that despite a brand new blockbuster movie being released into theaters, people just weren't ready to take the risk. And you know what? I, I guess we should say that we're proud of the general population for once because at least they understood the risks involved in sitting inside an enclosed space near other people. But again, I think that might be giving people a little too much credit because there are certainly a bunch of other factors that went into the disappointing box office numbers that Tenet was able to put up. Yeah, first off, indoor movie theaters are still shut down in at least a few very populated states in the country, including ours. Mm -hmm. So that's going to skew things in the wrong direction. On top of that are the reports from people who actually did venture out to theaters in states that allow it, who said that, you know, to their credit, theaters are actually doing a pretty good job of keeping people separated as best as they could, which is a problem for box office returns because way less people can even get seated in a theater if they did want to go. Yeah. So even if, even if all the showings are selling out, that's like 25, 30% of normal ticket sales. Yeah. Uh, and then you have the fact that while Christopher Nolan movies do bring in a significant amount of money, uh, this movie in particular just kind of wasn't for everyone. Mm -hmm. uh, if it had been a big superhero movie... Uh, Sit down and shut up, New Mutants. We're not talking about you. Yeah, I'm talking about a... A real superhero, a real superhero movie. <laughs> if it had been a real superhero movie, the re results probably would have been different. Yeah. Could have been. I think people are way more willing to risk their life for some fandom bullshit. Yeah, like that. if uh, Endgame had been delayed. Yeah. yeah. But long story short, every single one of those issues combined resulted in Tenet performing very poorly for Warner Brothers, nabbing just $9 million in its opening weekend and $30 million total over its first two weeks. Now, for comparison, Interstellar had a $47 million opening weekend, Dunkirk pulled in $50 million on its opening weekend, Inception was at $63 million on its opening weekend, and you can just guess how well the Batman movies that Christopher Nolan did uh, I'm going to guess they were pretty good. Yeah, they were really, really good. Now, obviously, Tennant's lackluster performance isn't really Nolan's fault, aside from the fact that he apparently insisted that it release in theaters in the midst of a global pandemic. But if everything went normal this year, it could have and probably would have been able to come in somewhere north of 40 or $50 million opening weekend. Sadly, and while almost certainly for the best, the relative downfall of Tenet, it might actually hurt the chances of any other big movies being released this year, either from Warner Brothers or any other studios. Yeah, in a recent New York Times article titled, Movie Theaters Returned, Audiences Didn't, Now What? <laughs> they go into the potential repercussions of the pandemic and the clear signals that audiences are sending both the movie studios and the theaters themselves. Quote, People aren't going to the movies at anywhere close to the numbers that Hollywood hoped, and things are not expected to improve in the near term. Studios are postponing big movies again. Wonder Woman 1984 retreated last week, prompting at least three studios to convene meetings on Monday to discuss how to proceed with other scheduled releases, leaving theater owners without much new to offer for the next two months. Some analysts have started to resound alarm bells about the future of the theater business. In recent days, Warner Brothers shifted Wonder Woman 1984 to Christmas Day from October 2nd, and MGM Universal pushed back the slasher remake Candyman to next year. STX announced that it was moving its Gerard Butler starring disaster movie Greenland out of September to later this year. Marvel's Black Widow and Pixar's Soul are two films supposed to come out in November whose future now seems in question. Theater owners now must put their faith in two factors out of their control. Studios staying the course with end-of-year releases and New York and Los Angeles, along with San Francisco, the number three market in the country, allowing theaters to reopen. 
Death of the Nile from Disney's 20th Century Division is the biggest budgeted movie that's still scheduled to come out in October. And if Black Widow, November 6th, or James Bond's No Time to Die, November 20th, get pushed back or moved online, as Disney did recently with Mulan, theaters are likely to face arduous conversations about their futures with investors and lenders. And while this all really, really sucks, it just continues to make us more and more frustrated with the state of the country, the world, and the fact that people couldn't make a few temporary sacrifices when it mattered most so that we could have been back to normal by summer. Mm -hmm. Now, like with everything else, we're going to have to continue to wait until there is a widely distributed vaccine before people really start doing normal things en masse. And, and that's if they can even afford luxuries like being entertained by the time there's a vaccine. Because as we all know, there's a lot of people out of work, and the jobs that are coming back aren't that great. Yeah, I mean, it's not like the theater business was doing all that great uh, even before the pandemic. You know what's... It's uh, been going, did steadily declining for the last, like, six years with the rise of streaming. Like, yeah, when, yeah. You, when you have Netflix and Disney forward. Plus at home, both of which are cost less than, like, a single movie ticket, a lot of people are going to just stay home and watch what's on there. Now, I'll say it. We probably owe a bit of an apology to MoviePass for all of the harsh words we had for them over the past couple of years because their fate was sealed without them even knowing it. Yeah. If MoviePass was doing gangbusters and this happened, MoviePass would be out of business and that man would be wearing a barrel. Yeah. But, you know, they they went ahead and they fell on the knife far earlier. Mm -hmm. And they also allowed the general populace to see as many movies as humanly possible before the inevitable pandemic. Yeah. So. I got I to gotta wonder if, like, the theaters even made a profit on Tenet, given all the restrictions they have. I don't think so. Yeah. I, I can't see how it's possible. We're just happy to be open. Yeah. Like, I think I think it was really just like a, a test run. It really was. And it like, failed. With the capacities they're running at. And it's like, obviously, they have to... Theater chains, essentially, they cut deals with the studios for the movies. So they're paying mm -hmm. to screen the movies. So you're you're running a theater. That's a ton of electricity. Um, you got staff working there. like All for 12 people to yeah, see Yeah, ju it just doesn't seem no, economically viable. No, that's, that's what a lot of the articles that I read were talking about. How about Tenet was kind of that test case. It was the mm -hmm. first big blockbuster to come back. Not you, New Mutants. Get out of here. And it, it disappointed. And also, Mulan released internationally and even in china it did very poorly yeah. uh, consider it was on the low end of what they expected at yeah. least yeah yeah movies are over guys sorry anyway before we completely pivot away from talking about how depressing it is to live through this stupid pandemic let's at least point out one of the very few positive things that it has provided uh the earth got to breathe for a few weeks mm -hmm. now it's over. of course now the earth is choking again uh, humans were forced to stop and take a moment to hopefully refocus on what's actually important. And uh, South Park got about 50 seasons worth of material in a few short months. Yeah. Now, with their 24th season about to start in just two weeks, South Park looks like it's going to be kicking things off real strong with a one-hour-long season premiere literally called Pandemic Special. Uh, from a blog post on the South Park site, Randy comes to terms with his role in the COVID-19 outbreak as the ongoing pandemic presents continued challenges to the citizens of South Park. The kids happily head back to school, but nothing resembles the normal that they once knew. Not their teachers, not their homeroom, not even Eric Cartman. If you watched the last season of South Park, uh, Randy is a full-on weed farmer now. Mm. And uh, it was, a, was the Halloween special last year. So the pandemic special is, looks to be him just growing outrageous amounts of weed to hold everyone over while they're uh, 
you know, locked down. Well, I can't wait to see Eric Cartman be an anti-masker because that has to be what happens. You would right? think that, but uh, I'll, I'll get to it because they do show a little bit in the trailer okay. and there's a reason why he's not. Uh, with the announcement of the pandemic special came the news that uh, HBO Max will be getting all the new episodes 24 hours after premiere because, okay. as you'll remember, the entire South Park catalog was licensed by Warner Media as a way to entice new users to sign up for the HBO Max streaming service. And I am not sure how this affects other services like Hulu, uh, which Hulu used to be the place where you'd watch South Park the next morning. Yeah. Um, but it's definitely going to suck if the only legal way to watch the show is either on live TV, on a provider that even has Viacom anymore, or via HBO Max, who still hasn't struck a deal with Roku. What are you doing? Also, HBO Max inadvertently admitted that their subscriber numbers aren't as great as they'd hoped because they've slashed the cost of HBO Max down to like $11 now. Mm -hmm. And all they have to do, look, charge the full 15 and consider the Roku tax to be that $3 that you're missing. They're also, um, this has been going for a couple weeks now, but they're running into a real problem that they, it apparently didn't occur to anyone at Warner Media that um, if they're going to make a ad-supported model, they can't put ads on HBO content. Yes. Uh, because that was because, the whole point of well, HBO content. And a lot of like the the contracts for like HBO shows going back forever is that they they don't play ads in the middle of them. Yeah. It's a big problem. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, they're, they're still figuring out the economics of it. I, I think it's a great service. Listen. I'm on there all the, the time. The one week that I got before canceling it because mm -hmm. it wasn't on Roku, the, the week that I actually watched on their web portal was fine. I liked the new Looney Tunes. Yeah. But I just need it to be convenient for me and I'm going to be a real stick in the mud until they fucking put it on Roku. I just use my PlayStation. I'm not turning that thing on. There's so many cobwebs in it and all that. Anyways, a full trailer for the South Park season was released. And while we can't play it for you here, it definitely shows off attempts at social distancing, mask wearing, and South Park Elementary fully reopening, which pisses off Eric Cartman, who we can only assume takes the side of science, but only because him convincing everyone how serious the virus is allows him to stay home from school forever. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, in most recent seasons, he seems to... Uh, like take the the more like uh, normal route in order to get what he wants out of the populace. Okay. So yeah. this isn't out of character for him recently. Yeah. Although you would assume that he would just be a Karen in this new season. Yeah. But uh, looks like that's like, guys, we need to get everyone sick so that they keep us out of school. Yeah. Um, the full trailer can be found down in the description below. So check it out. I'm excited. It's great to have things to look forward to for once. <laughs> anyway, before we get to the rest of the news from this week, let's take a quick break. Because it's time to relax. Mm -hmm. And there's no better way to calm down in the midst of all this chaos than with the help of today's sponsor, Feels. Mm -hmm. Feels is a better way to feel better. Their premium CBD will keep your head clear and help you feel your best and has proven to greatly reduce anxiety, pain, and sleeplessness. Do you experience stress? <laughs> oh, God. Now or have I... anxiety, yeah. chronic pain, or have trouble sleeping at least once a week? Well, you're not alone. Many of us do. Yeah, I take a couple of drops of Feels uh, and it... Like that, out like a light within uh, 30, 45 minutes. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm sitting up in bed. My mind's just racing. Uh, I, I have found that if I'm not actively fighting against insomnia 
all the time. Yeah. I, it is very easy for me to slip into a terrible sleep schedule. Yeah. So definitely feels, helps. feels is definitely uh, good for that. Feels is premium CBD delivered directly to your, your doorstep that naturally helps reduce stress, anxiety, pain, and sleeplessness. All you do is place a few drops of feels under your tongue and you will feel the difference within minutes. Feels works naturally to help you feel better. There's no high, hangover, or addiction. So join the Feels community to get Feels delivered to your door every month. You'll save money on every order and you can pause or cancel at any time. Become a member today by going to feels.com slash newsdump and you'll get 50% off your first order with free shipping. That is F-E-A-L-S dot com slash newsdump to become a member today and get 50% off automatically removed from your first order with free shipping. Feels.com slash newsdump. Back to things now that are coming out very soon that we're pretty excited for. Uh, first off, the long-awaited and much-anticipated fourth season of Fargo finally premieres on September 27th. It's the one with Chris Rock, and it looks great. It was It was literally, they were, they were like one episode away from premiering it right when lockdown hit. Mm -hmm. I was pissed. I was so excited for this because this is like, this might be my favorite, like, uh, yeah. drama series on TV. It's really good. And you know what? It's... In retrospect, it's nice to have it to look forward to now instead of at the beginning. The Boys is still great. I've yeah. been watching that. Yep. We have Fargo coming out. So it's so... For staying at home is looking good now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but there's also another pretty highly anticipated title that might be surprising everyone with a release that's much earlier than expected. WandaVision's apparently going to make its 2020 release after all. Mm -hmm. uh, this one was up in the air for a while for obvious reasons, but according to Disney... With the first anniversary of Disney Plus on November 12th, the service will kick off its second year with even more original entertainment premiering in late 2020, including WandaVision, the upcoming original series from Marvel Studios. So yeah. did they film that whole thing, like, before all this happened? I don't know. Maybe they filmed it in New Zealand. Like, I don't know. Everyone thought this was going to be delayed, and I believe Falcon and the Winter Soldier is still dele delayed, but this one isn't. So this was a pretty... Hmm. Big surprise. Hmm. Um, this might actually be due to the fact, uh, as we mentioned at the top of the show, that theatrical releases aren't happening this year, even if they are currently scheduled to, which puts Marvel's Black Widow, the movie, at risk for another shifted release date. The film is currently scheduled to hit theaters November 6th, but we'd venture to guess that it's just not happening. And unless Disney wants to release it straight to Disney+, Plus, it's probably going to get moved to summer of 2021. Disney might be making a decision to put Black Widow on Disney Plus the same way it released Mulan, but there hasn't been an official peep as to how well Mulan performed on Disney Plus. Mm -hmm. So we're really not sure if it ended up being as lucrative as the company hoped. But if Black Widow does get shifted to next year, at least this year we'll have some kind of Marvel release. And WandaVision, it definitely looks interesting. Plus, you won't have the uh, risk of getting sick in order to see it. So that's yeah. a bonus. Oh, and also related to Disney Plus, there's a new Mandalorian trailer. Looks great. Doesn't show off too much, but oh, Mandalorian gets me excited. Uh, the Mandalorian season premieres October 30th. Another thing to look forward to. Uh, the link to that trailer is down in the description below. Anyway, gamers, what's up, gamers? Heads up, because Sony just released a bunch of new information related to their next-gen console, the PS5, along with some more teases for upcoming releases. Wow. Mm -hmm. uh, but here's the meat and potatoes, the info that you really care about. How much is it? And when can you get your hands on it? Slow down there, Haas. Do you really need it right now? Mm -hmm. Are there launch titles that you really, really have to have? Are you willing to fight people at a big box store or risk getting murdered by paying 100% over retail price for the damn thing on Let Go or Craigslist? Oh, okay, you are? Oh, 
Well, then by all means, here you go. Yeah, the PlayStation 5 will launch on November 12th here in the States, and it's going to cost $500 if you want the console with the disk drive, and $400 for the digital-only version. Much more sleek, streamlined. Mm -hmm. Obviously, we'd assume that the only reason you'd actually want the disk drive is for playing Blu-rays, or if your internet's slow enough to make downloading or re-downloading games a painful experience. Because as we all know, even physical copies of games require outrageously sized downloads to play on launch day, mm -hmm. in some cases anyway. Updates, uh, patches, everything. A lot of the time, like, the, the Blu-ray disc is just a glorified, like, key for yes. activating a game. Mm -hmm. It's ridiculous. So basically, you're paying an extra $100 to play Blu-rays, which it's not terrible on top of everything else. If, you're, if you need a 4K Blu-ray yeah. player on top of a gaming console, it makes sense. Yeah. But yeah, the real winner here is the all-digital version for $400, which is cheaper than we all kind of thought. It's $100 cheaper than the Xbox Series X, uh, but it's the actual PlayStation 5, just digital. Mm -hmm. uh, it's $100 more expensive than the Series S, which is the Xbox's downgraded version. Yeah, but I don't know. All the specs of the Series S are enough for old me. Yeah. I oh, it can only do 4K? Oh, no. Uh, at, Can look, only do 120 frames per second? Oh, no. I, I mean, I, I, I am a mainly PC gamers, so what I'm going to do is I'm just going to wait until no, like until they're just in stock whenever you can go down and get one. I'm not rushing this and, console generation at all. I still I still haven't played any of like the big console only hits from the last gen. Yeah. And I'm really excited for those like games like Spider-Man and God of War to finally drop to like Thirty bucks, yeah. In November, when these new consoles come out, so, so yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I'm not gonna be rushing, but uh, you can't really rush anyway. Mm -hmm. Tell them, Elliot. Yeah. So as for how you get your hands on one, um, well, it's probably too late, in many cases at least. Yeah. The the pre-orders for the console, they were apparently supposed to go up on Friday. Yeah. But oops, a few outlets allowed customers to snatch up pre-orders shortly after the PlayStation event live stream, which led to other retail stores. Oh God, oh God, they opened theirs up as well. Um, it was basically a virtual Black Friday situation, a Black Friday stampede happening yeah. completely online. You can tell it was severe because even celebrities were tweeting about how, hey, what the fuck? Yeah. How can I get a PlayStation? People are freaking out right now. Yeah. Even GameStop was letting people pre-order in person. So yeah. Risk your life for it. Yeah. You, you just might be shit out of luck for getting a PS5 on launch day. But I don't know. Who knows? You might get lucky. Or you'll have to buy one off a of flipper, which fucking sucks. And you should probably just wait. Don't yeah. give them the satisfaction. Exactly. Uh, anyways, before we go, uh, let's, check, uh, let's check in on Kanye. Yeah, oh, okay, yeah, that's Kanye West taking a piss all over one of his Grammy Awards. Some real alpha shit. Yeah, feel bad for the person who has to clean that up immediately afterwards. Yeah, you know what? Like, I might not own a Grammy, but, uh, well, I'll be right back. <laughs> Felt pretty good, I'll say. <laughs> I'd love... The image in my head of you just like on your hands and knees scrubbing your entire bathroom and toilet so that it looks acceptable for the internet so you can make a joke about Kanye is just wonderful. Anyways, it's uh, it seems like after a relatively short period of calm for Kanye, he's back in the throes of another manic episode as he's been tweeting up a storm for the past week. 
uh, tweeting out Bible verses, promoting the potential sale of TikTok to Oracle, which I think he thinks means that he's going to see Jesus talk come to fruition. Yeah, he's been talking like a lot of tech stuff that, but it doesn't sound like he knows what any of it means. Yeah, he it's like strange. he posts a picture of the Netflix logo and says, "What's up, Reed Hastings?" Like that kind yeah. of stuff. Like he's just putting it out there in the universe. Uh, he also says uh, has said things like buy land and use the government money and buy land. Oh, okay. I'll take the twelve hundred dollars. Maybe twelve hundred dollars worth of land. Oh, that's that's a foot, one foot by one foot piece of dirt. Yeah, I'll, cool. I'll sell you the uh, the deed of land I got in the cereal box back in the nineteen fifties. Yeah, land on the moon. <laughs> uh, and he's also been posting scans of his Universal record label contract one page at a time over the course of an entire yeah, day. He wants out of his contract, and he's like, uh, a lot of the lawyer Twitter lawyers that I follow like were sharing this post of him. He shared a screenshot of his his text messages of his lawyer talking to him. It's like. Don't you just love it when a, a client breaks uh, lawyer-client confidentiality on, yeah. live on the internet for millions of people? Yeah. Just the best. Um, but yeah, also he apparently still thinks he's running for president, and he has instructed his campaign staffers to stop fornicating outside of marriage, which uh, yeah. we say again, this man needs help. Yes, he does. We sincerely hope he gets the help that he so clearly needs. But um, yeah, things aren't really looking good for Kanye, considering that Almost every attempt for his family to intervene hasn't really panned out all that well. It's just Kim's back on the West Coast uh, protesting is, Instagram by uh, yeah, Kim's taking a like day off. doing her own thing, and like it's weird to say this, but like I'm very much on Team Kim the last like year or so. Like she's really she turned things around. I mean, like she's at least trying to like use her powers for good or like good as she sees it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like she's I, not kicking the ladder over when she made it to the top. I she's mean, like, I mean, how much more money could you possibly need yeah. and fame? Like the fact that she is actually trying to do good things, say good things, yeah. promote positive messages and do things like meet with the president to get people out of jail yeah. is she deserves credit for it's it. Nice. It's nice. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But like yeah, meanwhile Kanye just like off the deep end. Off the fucking deep end. Needs help really badly. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, pissing on stuff. Come on, and, man. And either, I mean, he, I'm sure he has a lot of bathrooms, and it doesn't really matter if I don't know that ba- permanently in one. Well, that video is weird. <laughs> like, my favorite he has comment, those hideous shoes on. My favorite comment was like, are you in a museum? Because like, it's just like this cavernous sound. There's like voices in the background. And also, he's got a very basic toilet. He's wearing the Stupid Yeezy shoes. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's weird. Either that Grammy's still sitting there and it will sit there until the house sells. He's going to take, take a shit on it. Or a housekeeper has already taken it and cleaned it. Mm-hmm. Feel bad. Yeah. Anyways, uh, watch the most recent episode of Tech Newsday if you want to be really fucking depressed. Because <laughs> tech is not saving the world. No. Uh, also, Joe Rogan might uh, moderate a debate between... Donald Trump and Joe Biden. Uh, Fuck it. Nothing makes sense. uh, And we're here to guide you through that. So check those out. and We'll see you very soon for a new episode of Weekly Weird News, which I'm sure will be just delightful. A joy. Bye.